This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. The risks of social media. How pressing are they for financial institutions? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Today we hear from Andrew Kennedy, who heads up social media policy for BITS, the technology policy division of the Financial Services Roundtable. Susan Rivers also joins us. She's Vice President of Corporate Communications for BNY Mellon Corporation, which recently worked with BITS to publish a white paper that offers guidelines for banking institutions about the risks of social media. Andrew, before we get started, could you tell our audience a bit about your role with BITS and why BITS deems social media risks to be a priority for financial institutions? Sure. Thanks, Tracy. BITS is the technology policy group within the Financial Services Roundtable and works primarily in three areas, regulation, fraud reduction, and security. I focus, for the most part, on security, but certainly social media cuts across these three areas, and the BITS membership indicated that there was growing interest uh, to produce a comprehensive reference document as financial services firms began to explore this space. And how have BITS and BNY Mellon worked together to address some of these social media concerns, Andrew? BNY Mellon, like many other BITS members, contributed a great deal of time and effort developing this white paper. We started at the BITS level at the governance process and began to work our way through the organization and built a working group from our various standing bodies uh, from the regulation, fraud, and security programs. The social media group uh, began to meet weekly for uh, many months and through many different phases of the development of the document. Uh, this was truly a member-led effort, and we have many individual uh, contributors and their organizations available at the end of the paper. And Andrew, how much time overall went into putting this paper together? Uh, it went through about uh, six months of effort. Okay, great. And Susan, I'd like to bring you into the discussion. What role does BNY Mellon play when it comes to working with financial entities as well as corporations in the social media realm? Uh, well, Tracy, our role has been twofold, but always in the context as a member of this uh, group in BITS that worked on this document. And that's the one advantage of doing something like this. I think all of the organizations that participated came away with a lot of insights that we were able to gain, glean from each other. So um, for our part, the role has been twofold. Um, uh, I, was, I, as a communication strategist, not a security expert with BNY Mellon, uh, was able to bring to the table uh, different kinds of insights, uh, really the, the insight or uh, experience of someone really using this tool every day to enhance the corporate brand and uh, reputation. So that, I think, provided some added uh, perspective to the development of the paper. Additionally, having already drafted social media policies, procedures, and practices within our company, we were uh, willing and happy to share some of our experience and insights with our partner organizations. And in our conversations with them, a lot of our assumptions were tested in return. So it was a win-win in the kinds of information that we shared together. Great. And it's interesting. Social media, of course, is something that comes up quite a bit in discussions that we have, not just in the financial sector, but in business overall. Many financial institutions have expressed interest in social media, and some have jumped in as a way to market and communicate with customers and members. What are some of the primary areas that BITS and BNY Mellon have identified 
as social media areas where banking institutions need to focus more security and fraud prevention efforts? Well, some of the primary areas uh, are multi-pronged, if you will. One is reputation and brand risk. The other would involve uh, technology risk, the risk of having our servers and the integrity of our computer systems uh, compromised by malicious uh, activity from outside. Another risk that we've identified comes with an unintentional loss of proprietary information. And of course, one of the most, uh, one of the risks we're most conscious about would be the loss of private client information. And that's on all those levels, we um, addressed them um, with some interesting um, recommendations in the paper. And I'd like to pose this question to both of you. The paper discusses social media compliance, information retention, and hiring issues, as well as security risks that range from reputational threats, as you've noted, Susan, to phishing and social engineering exploits. Can you explain a little bit about the information retention and hiring concerns? What risks should institutions be mindful of when it comes to information retention as well as hiring? Social media offers new opportunities for employers and potential new employees to find each other, and we feel that's a very good thing. But organizations are often using social media as a tool to vet employees. Uh, Hiring using social media is not unlike traditional hiring practices. Some information, such as age, marital status, medical conditions, and others, are considered off-limits, and companies need to ensure that this information isn't collected or used during the screening and hiring process. And I might add that, um, you know, some of the employee privacy concerns, which which Andrew just um, detailed for recruiting and hiring, um, are very high on the list with the HR Policy Association. They just had a roundtable that discussed these. Um, So a lot of organizations and professionals are examining the implications um, because, again, there's disclosure of company information and trade secrets that companies want to be very, very cognizant of, but at the same time, they also need to be very, very uh, careful to to preserve uh, their employees' privacy and First Amendment rights. And Andrew, does the paper address emerging and evolving threats that are associated with social media? Absolutely. When we were scoping the effort, we cast a wide net looking for, to build a comprehensive list or list of risks associated with financial services firms building a social media presence. Our industry is well aware that sophisticated adversaries are targeting us and our customers, so we spent a considerable amount of time looking at the evolving malware and social engineering attack landscape and how we could reduce the risk of social media users, customers, and confidential information. And Susan, I'd like to ask you about threats associated with social media sites and how those have evolved. When we look at sites like Facebook and Twitter, what types of trends are you seeing? Well, you know, it's interesting, Tracy. I I liken it to a kind of arms race that as um, uh, people with malicious intent use these tools to either hack into a computer system or steal identity or other private information, companies have to become increasingly vigilant and sophisticated in the kinds of technical tools they use to combat that. Um, We find that um, as, as the threats change and, and transform, companies also need to become more agile in responding. So it keeps everybody busy. And if you took a step back and you were to look at the next 18 to 24 months, what threats do you see as being the most challenging for banking institutions when it comes to social media practices? 
Well, Tracy, uh, picking up on the last uh, answer that I gave, I think there's a continual evolution of security risks, and that means we need to continually evolve our uh, response to those to keep the company safe, keep our clients' information safe as well. But also we need to really emphasize a focused and comprehensive employee awareness and training program. Um, that's key. Uh, I think that without that, um, because employees are always our first line of defense in protecting company information and client information. Um, and ultimately, I think the best way to run a social media program is to break down the organizational silos that might exist in a company because it's through those silos that we sometimes create contradictory tactics and messages and possibly introduce risk. Yeah, and that's a great point, Susan. And talking about some of the risk and emerging technologies, Andrew, I'd like to come back to you and talk about the emergence of the mobile banking platform and mobile banking applications and the connection that those platforms and applications have to social media. What concerns do you see there? Well, we are seeing a growing connection between these two distinct concepts of, of mobile banking platform and applications as well as social media. Mobile certainly carries with it its own set of risks. And here at BITS and elsewhere within the industry, there's a lot of thought going into how to secure the mobile space or improve security there. Uh, both, uh, both concepts are relatively new and combined add an additional layer of complexity firms need to remain on top of when considering the combination of these two concepts. And finally, before we close, could each of you share with our audience the top three to five security takeaways you deem most relevant in the white paper? Sure, I guess I'll take a first crack at that. Uh, you know, one of the top things that we think about here is how social media risk assessments are really becoming critical and should be done periodically uh, to keep make sure that those uh, ever-changing risks are appropriately addressed. Um, secondly, clear social media policies uh, should be developed that are tailored and not overly broad. Third, training employees to sufficient levels. Uh, Susan had mentioned that earlier and making sure that there's regular updates uh, as new social media threats evolve. And then uh, fourth, managing access not through controls but through policies and ongoing monitoring of the situation. And then lastly, building a strong internal social media team of subject matter experts uh, early on really helps with uh, improving the strength of uh, your posture. I'd like to just add to what uh, uh, Andrew just mentioned, and that is the, the need for a very clearly defined governance structure so that uh, throughout the company, people know who owns the program, where they can go for advice and guidance as they try to perhaps initiate use of social media in their own line of business. I think that can't be overstated. Great. I'd like to thank both of you again for your time today. Again, we've just heard from Andrew Kennedy of BITS and Susan Rivers of BNY Mellon. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.